Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Today, we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. We are in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 15, and we are just going to dive in to Jesus's prayer template that he gives us so that we know how to pray. And he starts before his template talking about whenever and wherever you pray, what that should look like. He talks about praying in secret. What is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. I also think this is relational. All God wanted when He made man in His image was a relationship with us. And we kind of blew that up in the Garden of Eden, but He wants that relationship. When we're praying, whether it's privately, our private time, private quiet time with God, or whether it's publicly, it should always be to God. It shouldn't be trying to pray in a way that impresses people, because that means nothing. We can have the most beautiful, eloquent prayers that you ever imagined, but if we don't, if we aren't speaking to God from our heart, it doesn't matter. I will tell you that Many, many years ago, I was young, in my early 20s, I was part of a prayer group, and most of the women in this prayer group were much more mature in life experience, as well as much more mature in their Christian walk. And they prayed so beautifully. Their words were eloquent, and their hearts were full, and it was not women um, being a clanging gong, for lack of a better word. These women were spiritual and, and prayed so beautifully. And I I didn't want to pray in front of them. I did not pray like that. When And I still don't. Um, when, I, when I'm praying, I talk to God, just like He is my daddy, and pour my heart out to Him. They, they were just, their prayers were so beautiful. And I would say a sentence to maybe three and be done. And there would be this long silence as they waited for me. It was so awkward. And then someone else would start praying and it would be beautiful again. It was just so uplifting to me to hear that. But it was also very intimidating for me to be a part of that and not feel like I had it. And um, I went with a friend of mine who is to this day a very dear friend of mine. And her mother took me aside at one point and said, Nita, it is not what you say. It's what God knows what's in your heart. And you just talk to him. She said, it is okay for him you to talk to him the way that you talk to me. That's okay. And she said, you might grow into something different, and you may do this until the day you die, but God just wants to hear from you. He doesn't care what it sounds like. That resonated with me to a point. It was a long time before I was really comfortable with that group of women, a very long time. I remember the first time I wasn't thinking about what I was going to say and try to sound eloquent, (laughs) or at least, you know, (laughs) Christian-y. And I just prayed from my heart. And it was, I don't remember what I said. I just remember going home feeling different, feeling different about the time that I spent with those women. And it got so much better after that. And even today, I talk to God just like I'm talking to you now. It is reverent. And a lot of times I'm on my knees, 
but it is heartfelt and it is just what I'm feeling and what I think I need and um, trying to hear him in the midst of all the things that I think I need and trying to hear what he thinks I need. And that is my my typical prayer time. But I will tell you, I am so glad that I had that opportunity to hear that from my friend's mom. Because even today, there are a couple of people that I um, pray around, and they are beautiful prayers. And it is from the Holy Spirit, and it is from their heart. And it does not intimidate me. It soothes my soul when I hear these women pray. Because... They just allow the Holy Spirit to just overcome them. They pray what's on their heart, but the way that they say it truly comes from the Holy Spirit. And He's an advocate for us anyway. Just an aside before we jump into the actual prayer, that it God wants a relationship with you. Whatever that looks like, that's what He wants. So keep that in mind as we walk through the template that Jesus so lovingly gave us. So you should pray like this. He wasn't asking us necessarily to repeat his words, although we do, and it certainly counts. But he was also giving us this template, this prayer template that we can use. And I actually do use it in my prayer time. We open with our Father in heaven. It reminds us that when we pray, we're praying to our Father, our Daddy, Abba. Not everyone on this earth was blessed with a really, really good good daddy. But everyone on this earth is blessed with the choice to choose the best father around. And that is our Heavenly Father, our Lord God. I um, saw on one of my social media pages um, over the weekend that a woman, her, her father died. The way that she put it was so beautiful. She, her, her tribute to him started out with, the second best man to walk the face of this earth has joined the first. And I just thought that was such a beautiful testament of her relationship with her earthly daddy, but it also gave tribute to her heavenly daddy. And I just thought that was so beautiful that she did that. God is, he's our ultimate father, and he's not just my father, and he's not just your father. He's our father. We have brothers and sisters all over this earth that we will get to spend time with in heaven. That brings us to our father who is in heaven. God is in heaven, and heaven has authority over earth, even today. What should we ask first? First, we would pray, hallowed be your name. He is holy, he is righteous, he is perfect, he is our God. And we need to praise him, make it known that we know this about him. Hallowed be your name. It refers to God's character. He is who he says he is. He is ours and we are his. And holy Hallowed, holy, sets him apart. He is in a class all by himself. As we move on to the phrase, your kingdom come, Jesus calls us to pledge ourselves to the kingdom of God. Your kingdom come. Certainly, we, and this is such a big topic right now, we are um, 
probably most of you listening to this, although I know I have listeners in Europe and a couple in Australia, which is fun. But we all are nationals of the country that we live in. A majority of this podcast would be in the United States. When we pray to him, it isn't about the United States. It is about his kingdom, his worldly kingdom. Certainly much of what we do with that will be in the United States for most of us, but others that might be somewhere else uh, outside of the United States. If we want to know his kingdom purpose for us, we have to be committed to his kingdom. We have to know what it is that he wants. And certainly every one of us has a purpose, but that purpose is to grow the kingdom of God. We were all given different gifts and different passions to do that with, but ultimately we are here to complete, support him completing the plan, the redemption plan he started clear back in the Garden of Eden. We are blessed to be on the other side of that being fulfilled, but there is still work to be done. That part falls to us. I love how um, Tony Evans uh, talks about this verse in one of his books. He talks about when the U.S. Olympic athletes are awarded their gold medals, they don't get to choose which song they're going to listen to. It has been chosen for them because they are a part of the country that they live in. So they're going to hear the anthem, the national anthem for their country. And that's what he's telling us. We are a part of God's kingdom. For his kingdom to come, we have to do our part, and he gives each of us a part. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that just takes on what we were talking about a little bit before. If we are following God's agenda, his heavenly will will go on on this earth because we are listening to him and hearing what he wants us to hear. God's will is according to his timing, what he wants, and where he wants it. It is all about his plan that he has for this earth. And our job is to ask what that is. And a lot of times we'll hear that in the quiet time of our prayers with with God, uh, that listening and those nudges that he gives us during our listening time will help us be able to know what his will for you and I is on this earth, the same as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Once we are in God's will in our prayer time and in our life, that's when the requests can come. Give us today our daily bread. We need to be nourished. We need to be nourished. Our hunger, our physical hunger needs to be nourished, and our spiritual hunger needs to be nourished. So we ask God to meet our daily needs. We have to be able to to fulfill His purpose. We need to be completely at our best. And to be at our best, we need to make sure that we're getting rest and that we're fueling our body in a way that allows us to do what needs to be done. And, and the other part about this is it's daily. We don't go to church on Sunday to pray with our church and maybe have quiet time during the prelude. And then the rest of the week we're good. We need him 
And we need to reach out to him and engage with him every single day. And we need to ask him every single day to meet the needs that we have. We are dependent on him just as the Israelites needed him to get from Egypt to the promised land. We need him every day to be strong enough to do the things that he needs us to do for him. Going on to verse 12, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And this is so important on both ends. He has forgiven us. He sent Jesus. Jesus is talking about forgiveness and he has forgiven us, but we need to ask for that forgiveness. That is important. It's a part, it should be a part of our daily prayers. And I know sometimes I ask forgiveness for the same thing over and over and over. I am sure that he gets tired of that, but I am required to do that. And certainly not just ask forgiveness, but work towards removing those sins from my life. But the other important part of this is we are to forgive those who sinned against us. And my very favorite story about this is a woman that I met where I work, and she has the most beautiful story. She was in a car accident. She and her husband were in a car accident that killed her husband. He was a pastor. It changed her life. She was in a wheelchair for the rest of her life, and she was in the hospital for an extraordinary long time recovering from this accident as much as she could recover. And the accident was caused by a young man in high school who was just beginning his life and he made the poor decision to be impaired and drive. And that's what caused the accident. By the time he had his day in court, she was she was not able to go, but she did tell her family she did not want this young man to go to jail. He had to live with what he had done the rest of his life and what she wanted the judge to do was to have him stand in front of the church that her husband pastored to ask their forgiveness and to help out in the summer before he went away to school, making the church more beautiful. And do you know what happened? The judge granted that for this young man. He had standing with him when he went to that church to ask forgiveness. The elders of the church stood behind him in a show of support that they had forgiven this young man. And one of those elders spent the entire summer with him, helping him do things around the church that needed to be done and sharing the love of Jesus and the gift that he gave us by dying on the cross. That young man went away to college, and just a couple of years ago, he came back to visit the woman that he had hit, and he came with his parents, and she had um, her children with her. And it was a beautiful night of forgiveness face-to-face, love, prayer, crying, laughing, and it just stirs my heart that she lost so much in that accident, and yet... All along, she was living what Jesus said, forgiveness. We also have, forgive us our debts as we have also forgive our debtors. I think her story is beautiful and it's been told many times and she's even been in magazines and and she has given me permission to tell that story. She is with Jesus now, but oh, she was a beautiful woman That story was one she told often because she wanted people to know that we don't have a choice. We are asked by Jesus to forgive. He went to a cross so that we could do that. 
He forgave us everything we've done. Who are we to not forgive? That is verse 12. Do not bring us into temptation. When we are asking for that, God knows that Satan's been around longer than us, and sometimes he knows our weaknesses, and he can use those against us. When we're in our weaknesses, Satan has the best opportunity to get into us. But if we are asking God to resist that temptation every day, it makes a difference. We can stand up to those temptations, and we're more likely to see them. If we're asking for that, we're spending quiet time listening to him we have the best chance to not be tempted. And then after the prayer, Jesus again reiterates the importance of forgiveness. And I think this, these last two verses are important. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And I think that's important to remember because sometimes it's hard to forgive. Sometimes the wounds are deep scattered. But we are called by our Heavenly Father to forgive just as He's forgiven us over and over and over. And that is the Lord's Prayer for us today. So I just want to say thank you for spending time at the In the Whisper podcast today, and I hope that it has blessed you. Next week, we will go on to another prayer as we go through the prayers of Jesus in Lent, the Lenten season. If you haven't had a chance, head on over to my uh, YouTube video, and it's just Nita Wilkinson, and I have a Lenten series there, and you can listen to all of them or pick and choose who you might want to listen to, parts of the Old Testament you want to listen to. It is called A Thread of Hope, Walking the Footsteps of Jesus in the Old Testament, and I would be honored if you could head over there and take a listen to at least one of them. Thanks so much. Until next week at In the Whisper, this is Nita Wilkinson.